Welcome into America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Advisory services offered through the Retirement Guys Formula, registered investment advisor, America's Retirement Headquarters, America's Medicare Associates, and the Retirement Guys Formula are separate and independent entities from Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Thanks so much for joining us here on America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates with Nolan Baker and Scott Kirshner and myself. My name is Chris Vaughn. Really do appreciate you spending part of your day with us. Here's how you reach out. 419-794-3030. That's 419-794-3030. Always available online, americasretirementheadquarters.com. We pride ourselves on educating you guys out there listening and and watching. And uh, again, really do appreciate it. Before we jump in today, let me check in. Guys, glad to be with you as always. How you doing today? We're doing great. Yeah, it's always good to be here and uh, finally dug out of the snow. And <laughs> yeah. uh, I see post on uh, the Wagner Campground site that it's like 10 more weeks to go. 10 more weeks. So we're getting closer. Uh, yeah, we're, we're getting closer. I'm actually doing really well myself and, and um, definitely glad to be here. Absolutely glad, to, uh, again, for you guys spending time with us as well on today's show. We're going to talk about how to pick an advisor and what to expect when you sit down for that first meeting. But first, quick reminder to everyone out there, mostly the guys, Monday is Valentine's Day. I think we all recognize that a good marriage or, you know, a relationship in general is a partnership. And national best-selling retirement author Patrick Kelly says that is something that husbands sometimes forget when it comes to the financial planning process. I think it's really important that you include your wives in this whole planning process. And quite frankly, guys, speaking from my experience, when I listen to my wife, there is a lot of added wisdom that comes, a different perspective, oftentimes maybe having me think about things in a different way. We want to be in this together with you. So first of all, I want to ask if there are any Valentine's plans, not to spoil anything in case our spouses are listening, if you guys have any Valentine's plans. And then let's talk about what Patrick said. How important is it for both spouses to be involved with the whole planning process? Well, I will tell you this. I'm in trouble uh, because I'm actually going to be out of town uh, (laughs) on Valentine's Day. So one of the things, and I know my wife won't be listening, so I'm going to throw this out there. But um, one of my plan is, uh, and I've already got this in the wheels in motion. So I've got Valentine's cards plastered all over the house in secret places. And I've talked to the kids to make sure that uh, when my wife needs to open one, she's going to open one throughout the day, probably three or four of them throughout the day. Mm. So one of the things, I'm a a helpless romantic. I enjoy uh, the surprises and, uh, you know, Valentine's Day, you know, giving those cards like that. And um, I'm hopefully going to get some brownie points on that. We'll see. How about you, Nolan? You get anything? I think that will get you some brownie points. And, you know, we always do a lot of things around here on the headquarters for our clients and, you know, also those listeners and our public and helping people out. You know, one of the things we obviously love is our clients and having a great relationship with them. So on Monday, we've rented out Copper Moon Studio over on Airport Highway, and we're doing an event for remembering our loved ones. So anybody who has unfortunately lost a loved one can come out to Copper Moon Studio, make a piece of glass artwork in remembrance of a loved one, or, you know, just maybe to make a piece of glass artwork in case you're a guy and forgot to make one. Sure. And you, can, yep. you can get that for your lovely uh, spouse uh, at Copper Moon Studio on Monday. 
And then we also have, then leading up to that, our love event. It's coming up. It's March 8th. Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to be our dinner event at the Hilton Garden Inn in Perrysburg, where we're going to be giving our economic update. Going to also be having a Beatles tribute band. And with that theme called love, I was thinking for this Valentine's season, I was going to try to get my uh, college kid, Andrew, to dress up as Cupid and <laughs> run around and shoot arrows at people. But he shot that idea down pretty uh, quick. Like the diaper idea? No, not <laughs> at all. So we've got a lot of great things uh, planned. Of course, you know, I uh, hope you and your family have a lovely time uh, for all of our listeners. And we would certainly love to have you come out to our events. Yeah, again, to get more information about that, especially that, that one coming up on March 8th, you can go to americasretirementheadquarters.com. But uh, let's talk about, you know, what Patrick said, having both spouses present involved in the planning process. How important is that overall? I'd say it's, you know, been my experience, it's very common in a, a normal relationship that one of the spouses is very actively involved in the financial aspect of uh, the planning, and that could be the husband or wife. And sometimes one of the spouses doesn't like to get down into the nitty gritty of some of the final details when you're looking at alphas and betas and the technical nerd terms that I use. But what I think is really important is when they're coming in for the meetings, first of all, I think it's very important to get a good understanding as far as what each spouse's individual goals and objectives are. So when they're putting in the information about mm -hmm. what their future looks like, I think it's very important that both spouses are actively involved in that meeting. And then the other meeting that's really important is when the meeting with the advisor, when you're going over, here's the summary of recommendations and kind of what the picture looks like. That way, both spouses get really good confidence. In fact, I met with somebody this week. It was a gentleman who'd come in and his wife wasn't here. And I kind of explained that process. And I said, you know, tonight's great. You know, we can do the data gathering today where you're getting us the information. But when it comes to the point of going over, here's the game plan, I think it's very important, you know, to have your wife involved in that meeting so she mm -hmm. can feel confident about the direction that you're going, know what the objects are and what the obstacles are that we want to tackle. How about you, Scott, when you're working with people and their health insurance needs? Well, it's exactly the same. And, and a lot of times I will actually request them to set up a second meeting with the spouse. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, Nolan, there's a, a lot of times their goals may can be completely different. I know, you know, my wife and I have totally different perspectives on how things work. You know, I've met with some clients and, um, you know, after our estate planning uh, show that we did, uh, that really generated a lot of traffic. A lot of people were interested in that. And, you know, we were talking uh, before going live here that a lot of times the spouse, whoever it is, whether it's the husband or the wife, whoever takes care of the bills, whoever's the, uh, like you termed yourself as the nerdy guy getting into the weeds, it doesn't matter who it is, the other one may not have any idea what's going on as far as life insurance or investment accounts. Uh, what do you have out there? And I know for me personally, you know, we met with our attorney here a couple of weeks ago and it was an eye opener for us because my wife and I didn't really know exactly what each other had. You know, I'm on a, a, you know, a second marriage and so things are a little bit different for us. And it definitely changed our perspective on outlook on what we want to do with our estate planning. For health insurance, it's the same thing. And I will tell you this, for health insurance, you don't have to have the same plan. You know, when those turn, when you turn 65, your plans are separated. You have individual plans when you go on Medicare. And a lot of times I get asked this question, well, do I have to have the same plan that he or she has? And the answer is no. 
I mean, one person could have a Medigap or Medicare supplement policy, and the other person could actually have an Advantage plan, two completely separate type of coverages, but you have to be comfortable with what's going to fit your needs. So, you know, once again, you know, I think Patrick Kelly had it right. Um, there is a lot of wisdom to be had from our spouses. We have to be humble men and accept the fact that uh, maybe our wives do know um, a little bit more than we think you give them credit sometimes. I know that's the case in my house. Um, I definitely listen to what she says. I get hearing aids because she told me I couldn't hear her. So that definitely makes things a little bit better in the household. But yeah, I mean, it's very important to have both parties on the same page. I think back to those commercials, and I think we've all seen them during the holidays where one spouse surprises the other. Typically, the husband surprises the wife with the car in the driveway that's got the bow on it. And, you know, it's a cute image, but it always makes you think, man, you just took on $40,000 of debt, like, without without even checking with her. It's horrifying, like, to look at the reality of it. That's a pretty major financial decision. Planning for retirement is an even bigger financial decision. And so this is something where you definitely want to have both spouses on board. You want to have them both not necessarily involved down in the nitty gritty, but at least have a general idea of what is going on to avoid some confusion down the road or some problems down the road. You know, don't want to be in the doghouse because you signed off on X, Y, or Z. So uh, when you schedule a time to speak with America's retirement headquarters, maybe not necessarily for the first visit, but at some point, make sure that both parties are involved. And it all starts with that phone call, 419-794-3030. That's 419-794-3030. Don't forget, you can get more information about the upcoming uh, Economic Summit and Love Event on March 8th by going to americasretirementheadquarters.com. Now, guys, I'm willing to bet that a lot of people joining us today have never actually sat down and met with a financial advisor or a health insurance agent before. You know, a lot of times we just have our 401ks at work and maybe attended a group meeting or two going over the plan. In the same vein, uh, people get their health insurance from whatever the company offers. So having that face-to-face meeting with a professional, probably a pretty new experience. Walk us through the process. Tell us what it's like when someone comes in to meet with you guys at America's Retirement Headquarters. Well, that's a great point. And, and um, I know a lot of people have that fear of sitting down with an advisor or an agent like myself, uh, that first meeting, because they really don't know what to expect and they don't know some of the questions to uh, ask. And, you know, one of the big ones is how much is this going to cost me to sit and talk with you? I mean, that's a fear that a lot of people, they may think about that, but they don't want to ask that question. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of pros and to sitting down and choosing the right advisor for health insurance, for example. You could watch the TV and you see, you know, we talk about this all the time, the three Joes, the Namath and Jimmy Walker, Dynamite. And and you could call a 1-800 number and talk directly to a company. The problem with that is they don't have any loyalty. They don't know you. They don't see you face-to-face personally, and you're just a number to them. So if you call an 800 number, you're going to get someone possibly in India. You could get someone in uh, California. You could get someone all over all over the world, for that matter. And they really don't know your story or your conditions or problems that you may have. So that's a big negative when it comes to choosing a uh, you know insurance agent for a health insurance plan. You meet with someone like myself, I sit down and I go through all of your needs with you. We go through everything from your prescriptions, from your uh, doctors, your hospitals of choice. And it's important that you make the right decision with that. And calling that 800 number, you're not going to get that personal touch. It just doesn't happen. It doesn't happen that way. I mean, it's an 800 number for crying out loud. You know, the advantage also for dealing with someone like myself, an independent agent, you know, AMA, we have all of the preferred carriers in the tri-state area. So it allows me to make sure to pick the right plan for you and help you and guide you 
through that process to make sure that the prescription plan that you choose is going to work best for you. Make sure that the doctors are in the network and the hospitals are in the network because they change. They change all the time. We've talked about that. So it's important to make sure that you sit down with the right advisor and um, ask the questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions. I mean, it's at the end of the day, you know, I, I remember, you know, going in to buy a car. A lot of times you sit there and you get nervous dealing with the, the uh, car salesman and you don't know what to ask. At the end of the day, you're the one writing the check. So it's up to you to determine whether or not it's the right deal. If you walk out of that showroom with a comfortable payment and a car that you like, then don't look back. But don't be afraid to stand up and walk out of there and say, you know what, this doesn't feel comfortable. I don't like this. Get second opinions. You know, you want to make sure you pick the right advisor and the right insurance agent. I would encourage you to get a second opinion. If you don't like what I'm telling you and you find something that maybe doesn't make sense to you, get a second opinion. I mean, that's what you want to do for health insurance. Yeah, I would say, you know, if you look at it on the financial planning side, we work more from a comprehensive approach. So, you know, we really start with a visit. And our first meeting of getting together with a client is really kind of like what you were talking about, trying to find out some of the goals and objectives. We really want to find out how you're feeling financially. Are you confident? You know, what are the reasons that kind of brought you in today? What are some of those goals that are important to you? You know, maybe what some of the obstacles are that are, you know, preventing you from reaching your overall goals. We talk typically about any concerns that you have about your finances, you know, how long they've been affecting and who have they been affecting? What are the things that you've been doing up until this point to get some of those concerns resolved? how quickly you want to implement things. So our first meeting in that visit is really just kind of an exploratory meeting. We're having a conversation, trying to find out what are the areas of concern and where can we add value. Oftentimes, if it makes sense, then from there, what we would do is we would begin to gather the information and be able to complete our intake forms where then we do an analysis. So, you know, we look at the analysis and we're going to look at ways to help people better manage their money. We're going to look at it from a tax perspective. We're going to look at their insurances. We're going to look at overall estate planning or any other recommendations like debt reductions. We'll then develop a summary action plan. So when we get back together, we go over the action plan. And within the action plan, what we do is we outline very specifically maybe the areas that we can add value and or any areas that we would say are blind spots or concerns that we saw when we were reviewing somebody's financial picture. We would also list the specific recommendation and or any cost that's associated with it. So then somebody had a written proposal, then the, you know if it's a couple, the husband and wife can go back and you know, spend the next couple of days talking about which of any of those ideas do they feel comfortable with implementing. You know, oftentimes people love all the ideas. And so then what we would do is over the next year, we would begin to prioritize which of those ones do we want to get accomplished first uh, so we don't cram too much information into, into one meeting. So it's about building that relationship over time. You know, sometimes people look at the recommendations and they say, you know what, we like these five recommendations, these five recommendations, we just don't want to do, that's okay too. And just as you said, I mean, sometimes people would look at our recommendations and say, you know what, I appreciate that. Thanks for the second opinion. We've just decided that we're not going to do anything. And, you know, we would simply close the file and people don't owe us anything. So for us, it's kind of, again, it's about taking things slow. It's about having a visit and it's about, you know, developing a written summary of recommendations. 
you know, I caution people if they go in to, uh, you know, meet with a financial professional and they're trying to talk products in the first meeting or, you know, asking you mm -hmm. to write checks or sign paperwork. You know, I think for what we're trying to do to have a deeper, more comprehensive relationship with clients, we'd rather take things a little bit slower mm -hmm. and make sure that we're developing a solid plan before we ever talk about products or recommendations or people are committed, you know, with signing documents. See, that's a big difference in, in, in what you do and what I do because I have an on-demand product. You know, you're turning 65, you have to purchase health insurance. I mean, it's just something you have to do. If you don't sign up properly in the right time frames, you're going to incur penalties in that. And kind of tagging off of the Valentine's Day, you know, and the partners and, and the, the spouses being on the same page, like what you explained, Nolan, you know, you go through and you create a comprehensive plan. They take that home, they look at it and evaluate which options they're going to like best. For me, you're turning 65 in April and we meet in March. It's pretty much a done deal. We need to go through the plans, the different options. If you like them, you go home, you talk about them and you sign up for them. It's as simple as that. You know, I'm actually working on a four-part series where I'm shooting some videos going through the four steps of signing up for Medicare, determining whether you are eligible and whether you want to sign up, and then choosing a plan and going through the different coverages. So it's a different appointment for a financial plan versus a insurance plan, and, you know, drastically different. Yeah, good point. We're going to talk about that in a second, about the difference between what you need to look for and the different kinds of advisors and professionals. But I want to touch on something that you said there, Nolan. That first visit is, is uh, it's an exploratory period. It's kind of a getting to know you period. And in light of it being Valentine's Day coming up on Monday, it's it, I've heard it equated before. And I think you guys have said it before. Uh, it's kind of like a first date. You put all the cards on the table. You kind of get to know each other, make sure that is something that you want to pursue going forward. Have that, that second date, that second visit, third visit. Uh, the difference is, is that the questions may be a little bit more personal with this quote unquote date because you have to know, you know, have the, all the cards on the table, know what you're working with to be able to create that strategy and then be able to take it from there because it's not just getting to retirement. It's getting to retirement and through retirement. So this is an ongoing relationship. And so, again, it all starts with that first visit and not going to cost you anything. 419-794-3030 is how you get started. 419-794-3030. I think our listeners know, or they should know, that there are different types of professionals out there to pick from. Scott, let's talk about the pros and cons and explain the difference between a captive and an independent agent. Well, there are drastic differences in a captive and independent. A captive agent is one that would actually be contracted and represent an actual company. So, for example, you've got Anthem, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, you have Aetna, you have Humana, United Healthcare. A captive is an agent that actually works and represents the company. So if you want, say, United or Anthem Blue Cross Blue Shield, then you could call an 800 number and deal directly with an agent that works for the company. An independent, which is what I am, I actually am contracted with several companies. So I am, uh, you know, non-biased. I offer all of the options available to you, all of the companies to you, and you get to pick and choose which one's going to best fit your needs. Okay, so there's drastic differences there. You know, if you have something changes with, uh, let's say you choose a Anthem plan and you deal with a captive 
agent with Anthem and their plan changes or doctors or hospitals drop out of a network, their hands are tied. There's nothing you can do. It's literally you either suck it up and change your doctors, which most people don't want to do that. I wouldn't want to do that. Or you have to go out and start calling all of these other companies on your own. Okay. With me, an independent agent, if I see a company, in fact, that happened here locally with uh, Paramount, Paramount no longer has St. Luke's Hospital in network. So any client that has Paramount either has to go to a different hospital or they can change plans. And with me being an independent agent, that allows me the option to shop the market for them and give them a plan that's going to fit their needs. So there's a big difference in the captive and, and independent. It's kind of, I guess, akin to, you know, you, you can't go to the Apple store and get information about uh, a Microsoft computer. You know, they have what they have. And so being able to shop independent, being able to look at all the different options out there, there's a lot of value to that. And as Scott said, that is something that he is. So it's something to keep in mind when, uh, you know, you get to be that Medicare age, it's time to shop for health insurance. You want someone who has access to a wide variety of carriers versus just one uh, give a call, schedule a time to speak with him, 419-909-3319. Let's switch it over to the financial side. Nolan, when it comes to picking a financial advisor, there's a word that's become more prevalent in the past couple of years. That is the F word, fiduciary. I don't know what you guys were thinking. Uh, if you don't mind, would you mind explaining what fiduciary means? And are there any other tips uh, you guys can share when it comes to picking a professional? Yeah, absolutely. You know, fiduciary means that the advisor is giving advice and what is the best interest of the client. And you know, I know that seems like it should be every way, but technically in the financial world, there's two different types of standards. One is a fiduciary standard and one is a suitability standard. The best way that I've explained it is you go back to, Scott, what you were talking about with uh, buying a car. So if you go to a car dealership and you're looking to buy a vehicle and you stop at the dealership and you give all of the descriptions on exactly what you're looking for, if the guy at the car dealership says, well, I think based upon what you said, this car here would accomplish what you want to do. That, by definition, is kind of a suitable recommendation, and it's a suitable vehicle to get you from A to B. Mm -hmm. But a fiduciary recommendation would say, you know what, based upon everything that you told us, I know that we're the Ford dealership, but based upon what you told us, I really think that you need to go over to the Lexus dealership <laughs> because the Lexus dealership, the vehicle, offers exactly the mm -hmm. features that you're working and looking for, that would be more of a, a fiduciary obligation. And that's how we operate in our practice. We're held to a fiduciary standard as investment advisors. People pay us for our advice and we you know, absolutely give advice on what we think is best for our clients. I think if you look at the majority of advisors across the board, I would say the majority of clients and advisors are always trying to do what's in the best interest. We have some really, really good people in this industry, uh, not just us. I know other people in town, too. Uh, it's just, again, like any other industry, it's a couple of people that you have to watch out for and know the mm -hmm. difference between uh, suitable and fiduciary. The other thing that we've done is I've put together kind of a, a, an 11 page report. It's a handy report that talks about how to pick a financial advisor. So it's, you know, giving you these ideas and more. And it's a great read for anybody who's looking to maybe start working with a financial advisor, maybe anybody who hasn't worked with a financial advisor before, maybe looking to switch financial advisors. And what I do inside of this report is I detail 14 other tips 
on uh, what you should be looking for on how to get a financial advisor. So I'll kind of summarize those. And if anybody would like to get a copy of that, of course, just reach out to the office. You can contact us from the website. Just ask for the report on picking a financial advisor and we can uh, shoot it over to you. But here are some tips that I'm going to summarize that I include in this 11-page report. Number one is you want to ask for five references. Number two is you want to call all of those references. Number three is you want to ask how they charge for their services. Number four is you want to ask how they ensure the advice they give you is in your best interest. Number five, ask if they can provide products as well as financial planning. Number six is ask if the products can be purchased if no financial plan is prepared. Ask number seven if you can implement some of the ideas with somebody else. And number eight, ask if they charge a fee. Ask how much of that fee you have to pay up front. Number nine is ask about the financial professional's background. Number 10 is ask what happens if the analysis doesn't meet your expectations. Number 11 is ask how they keep up with the constantly changing financial and healthcare world. Number 12 is ask how many clients they have and how many clients their goal is to have. Number 13, ask which outside professionals do they bring in when needed. And number 14 is ask what their specialty is. So again, in the report that I put together talking about how to choose a financial professional, I dive deep in this 11-page report talking about all of these topics. If this is an area of concern and an area that you want to learn more about, I encourage you to get a copy of the report. Again, you can reach out to us at the office, shoot us an email, and we'd be happy to get you that information as we dive deep into each of those topics for you. Again, the number is 419-794-3030. Questions you should definitely ask a professional, a financial professional, before you you sit down and actually you know start doing business with them, things that you should probably know. And it's right there in the report, America's Retirement Headquarters, more than willing to divulge that information about themselves as well. So give a call, 419-794-3030. You can always find them online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. I want to thank you so much for spending part of your day with us today. Joining us here on America's Retirement Headquarters, Nolan and Scott, glad to be with you guys as always. And as we wind down, I want to leave you with the final thought. Again, I'd say a happy Valentine's Day to everybody out there. Yes. And I would say the quote this week's from uh, former President Barack Obama. It is, if you work through the tough times, the respect and love that you feel deepens. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll see you soon. And uh, just remember, when you think retirement, think about America's Retirement Headquarters. We're here for you and happy to help you anytime. America's Retirement Headquarters is located at 1700 Woodlands Drive in Maumee, Ohio. You can reach them by calling 419-794-3030 or online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussion not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Nolan Baker is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Nolan Baker, Ohio Insurance License Number 27787. 